0: It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, November 11th. Your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high quality content that really hated being right about Johnny Goudreau.
1: Yeah, we nailed that one.
0: Oh, man, that was rough. All right, let's get the show going.
1: Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hello, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at RMiriam. I'm here with Russ Cohen, who is on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow the podcast on Twitter forever. How long Twitter is still around at Lockdown Flyers, <laughs> you'll keep up to date on all the Flyers news, our episodes, all that good stuff. You can email us at lockdownflyers at gmail. We are over on YouTube, so you can comment there as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's show, we are going to be talking about last night's game in Columbus, mostly what went wrong, but a few things that went right. And we have a big weekend ahead against the Ottawa Senators and Dallas Stars, so we're going to talk about them as well. Locked On Flyers is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, subscribe. You will get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Russ, we had a Cam Ekinson sighting. Oh, really? We did, since uh, he's been rehabbing or doing whatever he's doing in columbus so he showed up for morning skate and uh so i you know that was nice to see him that it's he's still worrisome around.
1: though it's worrisome that he's in it columbus is. yeah
0: it is yeah they, they did do a nice tribute to torts uh he deserves in the that. game yeah yeah winning his coach for them so uh i'm glad they were able to to do that for him but for as for the game itself you know, this is just one of those games where I feel like the nemesis of the week strikes again. We talked about uh, winning winnable games at the beginning of the week and how important mm-hmm. that was. And this was a week of winnable games. And they got the job done versus St. Louis, but not so much against Columbus here. And uh, just lots of missed Things, I think, was really the watchword. It was like missing things. It was not a clean game. Missed passes, lost pucks, turnovers, and that's ultimately what led to three goals from Columbus, all of which Johnny Goudreau had a hand in.
1: Yeah, those those three goals were were a killer. Uh, Goudreau was the best guy on the ice. You knew he was going to be because, again, uh, the Flyers had a chance of getting him. He wanted to go there. They didn't even contact him. They just sort of gave up on it. And then Torch tried to do some damage control by saying it wasn't time, but it was time for him to, to show the, the Flyers what they didn't get. So he did that. The The thing that we did also talk about was the fact that this is a team that was going to play as desperate as the Flyers play every game. So they did that. Where the Flyers really went wrong is, you know, when you have warensky and Gabranson out of the game, you're, they're down to four defensemen. They had no way of taking – they. they couldn't figure out how to take advantage of it. And, you know, that's that's the part that really kills them in this game because they should have been able to tire out their defense on Columbus and they weren't able to do that.
0: I would amend that by saying they weren't able to do it quickly enough. Like, I think that in the third period, and the numbers back it up, that the Flyers really did have a strong third period and you know they got back into it until the empty netters kind of took over but I think that eventually they did the problem is they just didn't do it fast enough and so yeah that I think ultimately didn't allow them to complete the comeback but again when you make huge mistakes and you're down three to nothing like you have made your bet
1: and they were disjointed with the man event, you know with the with the goalie pulled they were d'angelo was missing shots they got a few shots here and there but they had better chances in the third period five on five than they did when they pulled the goalie so that's that's you know never a great sign either uh i you know i saw torts uh said something to Provroff on that you know last failed clear when he was on the bench he said something to him i also noticed that um when um Morgan Frost took a penalty, after having you know, not much ice time, you know Torts sort of got mad and you know now Connecty had a complete giveaway for a goal and it really didn't affect his ice time, uh, as much as it did Frost and that's that's the problem that I have with Torts here too is the young guys he'll overcorrect them and then the, the pros he'll be like yeah this is really bad I'm going to sit you for a few shifts but that's really. That's really it. I mean, and Konechny was back out there and all as well. And see, that's that's the the part that I don't like on the development end of it. But, you know, Carhartt was really good and and that's always a positive. But uh, this was a game where they were never in danger of winning.
0: Yeah, on Travis Konechny, I think Konechny turned his play around. To be fair, I think that you know he made a great feed to Provi for that second Flyers goal, which was Provi's first goal of the season. Good to see him get on the board. You know, it other was. than that, that failed clear. I
1: thought Provi had a, a very good game. Overall. Oh, he had a great game. I mean, that's why I felt bad that Tortorella said something to him on the bench because you know, even to get to that last icing, he he gave it all he could. He was like out of gas, yes. completely out of gas. And, you know, the coach says something to him and I don't think it was positive. So, you know, that's where it's kind of the tough love gets tougher because this is a guy that gave gave you everything. And really the Flyers were kind of exhausted um after the four once it was four or two, they were kind of exhausted.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. But also Corpusalo played so much better in this game than he has he for did a good portion of this season made some really great saves uh definitely robbed the flyers a few times i mean Mm -hmm. you know i thought it was a mix of getting robbed by the goaltender but also you know some missed shots wide by a couple of guys too that would have been really good chances they were down three
1: nothing too like that's the the part of the game where it's like you know you're down three nothing, so you're you're already you know a little bit tough sledding. I will give Corpusella credit; he's got like a Deadwood kind of mustache going. That's that's pretty good.
0: <laughs> I'm more interested in his play than his uh, mustache, but I think that uh, the other thing too is that I, I do think that they did recover for the most part, as they have in past games where they've been down in the game and I think that's ultimately a good thing in in the long run in terms of continuing that level of battle continuing that level Mm -hmm. of effort I think they can take some good out of this despite being disappointed in the outcome and disappointed in themselves for letting themselves get into that 03 position but I just really think that we have to look for the nuggets of good in this one. again, with this season being a learning experience and a progression, definitely a step back from the game against St. Louis, but some good things to draw from. And I just want to make sure that they find it. Um, Was there anybody else that stood out to you in either way? I mean,
1: I felt like Farabee was doing all he could. But again, he's another one that sort of seemed exhausted. And I'm a little worried that with all the minutes that does get piled on him, how, he you know he took that one shot in the gut too. It took him a little while to, to recover from. But I, I thought he played a good game.
0: Yeah, and he got moved back up to the first line for the third period, which was yeah. a, a smart move I think on Torres's part, just because Tippett was struggling, and I think Konechny was still struggling at that point a little yeah. bit. And so to have two guys having problems on the same line was not good. So. Flipping Tippett and Farabee was was a good idea, I think, and and led to some additional scoring opportunities, I think, for both lines. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think I think that was a good move by Torts. Uh, It was it was also a weird game in that uh, Columbus blocked more shots than the Flyers did. And that just feels odd (laughs) this season.
1: Well, they do. They do sort of play that way. And. They have two supreme shot blockers in Gavrikov and Gabranson. Even though Gabranson got hurt in this game, but but they're two supreme shot blockers. So you know that is a part of their game.
0: Yeah, the other thing too is that the Flyers did not get a single power play opportunity in this game. I know it happens sometimes, but. Uh, you know, they were talking about it on the broadcast too. There was nothing egregious that no. you know that you want to march down to NHL headquarters with torches and pitchforks about. But at the same time, there were a couple of plays. We're like, yeah, I probably should have called those. And uh, you know, that with Columbus getting two power play opportunities and the Flyers none, it it feels like a missed opportunity there that they didn't get those calls but you know again the game was the game and you can't really blame it on that
1: true I don't think the Flyers ever really like cycled the puck or had the puck long enough to be able to draw penalties either like I think that was a a function of it aside from maybe what the refs you know missed which refs missed stuff every game so
0: Well, we have two games this upcoming weekend to talk about. One of them against a former friend who we saw recently, uh, but this should be a little bit more emotional uh, because it is a return home for Claude Giroux. And we will be talking about that one next.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. Betonline BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer, esports, and, of course, the NHL. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like ours, you could find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.
0: Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available wherever you get your podcast. Russ Saturday's opponent in the afternoon. Two afternoon games this weekend. That's very unusual to have the back-to-backs uh, in the afternoon, Saturday, Sunday. But that's where we are. We just saw the Ottawa Senators recently, so not really much has changed since then for Ottawa. They did put Nikita Zaitsev on waivers, which was mm-hmm. you know a little bit of a, a ripple in Ottawa mm-hmm. about that. But you know, ultimately there just hasn't been space for him right now.
1: No, I mean, and, and so then they save a little against the cap. Maybe that's something that they want to do too, because they felt like his play just wasn't deserving. Yeah, that's, you know, that that's something. I, I think with this game though, it's dangerous because again, I think Giroux is going to be even more motivated this game than he was the last game. And, and I think um, to show, you know, his, his former fans uh and still probably some are still fans but they can't show it all Uh, i think he's really gonna play play tough like that and i think the same way that columbus was really like feeding goudreau early i think you got to worry about that with Giroux in in this game
0: yeah since we saw them you know ottawa has lost twice uh, to Mm -hmm. the Canucks six to four. And then they lost in overtime to the devils while uh, the flyers were playing Columbus. And uh, unfortunately that's another win in a row for the devils uh, divisionally. But I I think that, yeah, it's going to be interesting because I don't know if he's going to be extra motivated and play well or extra emotional Um, and have, you know, a little bit of nerves in it. But I don't know. Then again, Claude Giroux isn't that nerves guy. He's not.
1: Yeah, he's not.
0: He's just going to play his game. And, you know, having scored on Carter Hart recently, uh, I think he's very poised to do it again. Uh, I know I'm certainly not ready for that tribute video. It's going to be a tearjerker. And uh, I'm I don't know if I can handle it, but at the same time, I think it'll be good to have this kind of a moment with him coming back because that 1000th game we had, you know, as his last game as a flyer last time around was just it was like a wake. I mean, it yeah. was so difficult to get through. It was supposed to be a celebratory occasion for him. But at the same time, you know, it was just this like long goodbye. And it, it, there was a lot of mixed emotions around it. And now we've had some time to sit on it for a while and just process everything. And so in some ways, I feel like whatever tribute they do to him will be Be much more positive and remembering the good times and and being just really happy that we got to have Claude Giroux as a flyer for as long as we did and and I'm looking forward to that aspect of it, which was much different, like I said, from the 1,000th game.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, from that aspect, that's that's totally true. I also think Torts will make changes from this game because he usually does after a bad loss, and so whether he takes Braun out and puts Zamula in, he's going to he's going to do a few things and so it'll be interesting to see, you know, what the fallout is from this one because look, he's never going to admit it, but he he did not want to lose to Columbus. He wanted to go in there and be victorious so he can kind of, you know, feel really good about right now the direction and since he didn't win that game, he's going to, you know, he's going to point out all the mistakes to the players and be kind of rough on them, I think.
0: It could be. I think it's uh, I'm trying to think about who they're going to line up against Drew just to, you know, have someone cover him who can handle it. And my initial thought is Scott Lawton, but I'm not 100 percent sure about that. What do you think?
1: I mean, it could be Lawton. It'll it'll be him or Hayes. I mean, so, yeah, I you know, I think I think they're probably better off with Lawton because of the speed factor, I think, you know, Hayes could kind of, you know, even though Giroux not fast like he was, he's still pretty slippery.
0: Yeah, and just has those moves where I think yeah. that Lawton could anticipate them and at least mm-hmm. have the physical side of things to maybe prevent Giroux from getting the kind of shots that he likes to take.
1: Yeah, I think there's something to that. I, I agree with you
0: but other than that i think it's going to be just a a pretty straightforward we got to redeem ourselves from the previous game like you said and so i think you're right there'll be a couple small changes but i think overall he, he may end up doing you know what he did toward the end of the game with keeping Farabee on that top line maybe moving tippet down a little bit just because of the mistakes being made and try somebody else on that second line on the left side you know maybe that's a, an opportunity to put kates there mm-hmm. uh, i think that that would be a good opportunity for him and you know rotate somebody else in at center for the fourth line like lazinski or somebody else uh could could play that as well but mm-hmm. I, I do think that that's going to be the main focus is trying to recover from the mistakes that they made this game and really work hard to not repeat them.
1: Right. Ottawa is also pretty desperate now, though. Um, not because of just the last two games, but because of the whole season. A lot of expectations, a right. lot of pressure. The coach is under fire. The GM is under fire a bit. So they are going to have to they're going to have a desperate team again. And they're going to have to, you know, learn from this one as far as playing. is really like the Blues were desperate, but they were really fragile. Um, Columbus was not fragile. Like they actually were heroic in a way because the guys went down and they still hung in there. Um, Otto was kind of like in the middle, I think of both of them. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, I think the the fragile side of of where Ottawa is right now is related to the fact that they're a Canadian team and there's just additional pressures that come with that and more eyes and and more people picking apart every little last thing. And so that can lead to Mm -hmm. self-doubt. And I think that's what's crept in with Ottawa a little bit. But, you know, ultimately, I think the talent is there, the skills are there. They just have to figure out how to put it together and hopefully that is not against the flyers on saturday
1: true now the other the other game though is going to be a little worrisome the dallas game
0: yeah well we are going to talk about that one coming up next russ the stars are a really fascinating team this season and i think you can draw some parallels to the flyers but not a lot but where the parallels are is the goaltending where they had gotten some super outstanding goaltending from jake ottinger and i think that you know he and carter hart were kind of neck and neck in the stats game Mm -hmm. early this season and are still to some degree but it's you know there are gaps forming and in all the stats across the league right now as we get more to like 13 14 games into the season but uh i think that you know they started the season strong with three wins and then they had some problems then they won three games but then they got kind of shellacked by the jets in the Rick Bonus revenge tour mm-hmm. so they are going to be you know kind of looking to stabilize now uh they did play Uh, versus the Sharks, don't know the outcome of that game as of our recording of this, but they won't be on the back half of a back-to-back the way the Flyers are. No. So, you know, I expect a confident Dallas team to come into Wells Fargo Center on Sunday.
1: Yeah, um, they're a big team. They're a fast team. Uh, Jamie Benn's playing better. You still have Sagan to worry about. Rupe Hintz does well against the Flyers. Robertson is a beast in the crease, uh, you don't want to put them on the power play, like that's another team, you put them on the power play, you're in trouble, Haskin in is is a big deal, and Wyatt Johnston as a rookie is very effective, they they can roll more lines than the Flyers can, and their defense, while not super fantastic, their top four is really good, and so this is a game where, and I think Ottinger may still be injured, I'm not sure, Uh, I'm not sure if he's back or not yet, but I'm not sure who's going to play in net, So they might be able to take advantage of who's in net, uh, But also, you know, a lot of times in an afternoon game like this, we'll see if the Flyers are going to be slow starters because sometimes they are. So this is, this is going to be a tough one. Like this is a really tough test because Dallas, you never know which year it's going to be. And if this is a year they're going to be good or a year they're not going to be good. But they do look like they're good again.
0: They do for the most part. And like I said, you know, they have their stumbling moments and, Mm -hmm. you know, in that game against the jets, actually, they had a lot of the same problems the flyers had last night against Columbus with, uh, you know, a lot of turnovers and that's what led to the Jets' goals. Now the jets are playing phenomenal hockey right now Mm -hmm. and are winning the cent or are leading the central division right now, which I think is, you know, somewhat unexpected. So, uh, but Dallas had been battling for that top spot in the Central to start the season. And so they've had some really good challenging competition. And Dallas is also the kind of team that plays to the level of the competition sometimes mm-hmm. and and can get a little sloppy when they're playing weaker teams. Um, I've seen that several times from them, you know, over the last year or two. And. Yeah. So that's where the opportunity, I think, is for the Flyers is that they have to, again, just like they should have against Columbus, take advantage of mistakes and and play your game. You know, play that simple, physical game and try and go like Torts always likes to say. We want to go north-south, not east-west. And that's kind of how you have to play against Dallas.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's nice to say the the north-south thing and they were trying to parrot that on the broadcast like with yeah. with Wade Allison um, but now Wade Allison is so worried about going north south and is also so worried about plastering guys that now the offense isn't there and that's that's my worry about with Wade Allison don't give him too many things to do he's an instinctual hockey player like we've talked about it and he gets better as a game goes on but like there's a lot of tinkering going on with him it worries me about him
0: Well, I think he had a pretty solid game overall against Columbus. But no Um, offense. Like, everything else was good. Yeah, that is true. I mean, he did have a couple shot opportunities there and made some good plays in the offensive zone. Um, But I I also think that, you know, he is the kind of guy that will have to step it up against Dallas because I think he's the kind of player that can really combat what Dallas has going. And so I, I want to see him play well. I want to see Noah Cates play well. I want to mm-hmm. like, see Scott Lawton play well in this game. I think you know the three of them are, are the guys I want to keep the closest eye on as far as skaters go because I think that Noah Cates really needs to kind of match the skill level of Dallas to show what he can do. And then the other two guys are going to be more uh, two-way game kind of guys against Dallas. I think that's really what they have to do.
1: Yeah, in this this game, I think it's like a race to three goals. Who gets to three goals first will win. And so I think, you you know, you have to sort of play it that way.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Wrapping things up today with our Flyers fun thing. I mentioned we saw Cam Atkinson at the rink in Columbus last night. And uh, he did a very cute thing by like waving to the fans that weren't there in the empty arena during morning skate um, and then kind of posted about it on Twitter with a little wave symbol as as well. So, you know, at least he seems to be in good spirits. I wish he was in better physical health and could join the team.
1: Yeah, I mean, it really is puzzling why he can't even be in Philly. Like, I, I don't get it.
0: Well, uh, hopefully we'll get more details on all of that soon. But in the meantime, uh, that will do it for today's show. Of course, we're going to be back again on Monday recapping the games against the Ottawa Senators and Dallas Stars. We'll have our nemesis of the week. There's a bunch of games next week, so I'm sure there's plenty to choose from for the nemesis. And as a reminder, we always want to hear from you. We do a mailbag almost every week. You can tweet us your questions at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at Flyers at Gmail, or you can post over on our YouTube. I'm Rachel, I'm on Twitter at rmiriam, that's R-M-I-R-I-A-M.
1: I'm Russ, I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y.
0: Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day.